Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Jesse Miner is joining me today on the show. Jesse is the head coach of Iron and Faith Fitness. He is a minister, and he is also the younger brother of our good friend, Caleb Miner. And we are going to get down to all of the crazy stories that Jesse has about Caleb. I can only imagine. <laughs> Jesse, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, James. Uh, first, thank you for the opportunity to do this. You know, I'm really excited. This is actually my first podcast, so you know, I, I can't think of a you know, like, you know, great coach to want to do this with. So I'm really excited about this. Hey, it's first, it's the barbell strikes back. Then it's Joe Rogan. We're just gonna go from like from here to there. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> make that smooth transition, right? Yeah, I, I think it'll be, it should yeah. it should be that smooth. I'll call Joe after after we're done. I'll be like, you got to get this Jesse guy on. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So you are the I'm younger you are the younger brother of Caleb Miner, who has been on the show many times. You know, uh, shout out to Miner Combat, shout out to mm -hmm. Becky, Scott, Betty, the whole crew out there in North Adams. Uh, a fantastic gym, mm -hmm. and Caleb is very knowledgeable on training and boxing. We've had so many great boxing conversations here on the show. Uh, any just off the top of your head, podcast friendly stories about Caleb. And I'm throwing Caleb under the bus early because I know he's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be listening to this show. He's been texting me oh. nonstop. He's like, what, when's Jesse going on? Send me the link. So I, I know that right now he's listening. So yeah, nothing too crazy, but like what's, no. oh. what's your favorite Caleb story? Uh, my favorite Caleb's story. Uh, I mean, there's so much that I could say about him, you know. Um, but I, I would say, you know, that he's he's just a person who has a heart heart of gold. You know, he's someone that definitely um, is, uh, you know, definitely cares for a lot of people. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he's he's you know doing what he loves, you know, in training and boxing. Um, but in terms of st stories, you know, he, he didn't, he teased me, you know, of course, you know, siblings do as they grow up and, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad that, you know, we kind of make it out when we're, you know, when we're older, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's, he didn't tease me too bad, but, you know, he, um, he did, uh, you know, a few things here and there. That's, you know, just brother to brother stuff. You know, we'd wrestle and you just tease me or, you know, so, but uh, yeah, I was, I mean, he's, he's also six years older than I am. So, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, times, you know, growing up, um, he would, you know, not, um, he would be off doing other things or, you know, he didn't want to hang out with his younger brother as much. So, oh man. <laughs> So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so he's, uh, no, I, I love my brother so dearly, you know, him and, and Becky. I mean, I, I can only say how much, uh, you know, how proud I am of what they've able to accomplish up in North Adams with modern combat and the, the, the coaches and crew and people that they have, there. It's just, uh, you know, amazing that, you know, they've done so well for themselves and I couldn't be prouder of both of them, you know, and, um, so I'm really, really happy for them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm proud of them too. You know, uh, seeing where the gym started in the smaller space and now seeing where it's progressed, seeing how they've weathered the storm of the last year being shut down. And if there's one word that I would place on Caleb yeah. or uh, minor combat as well is uh, genuine. You know, there's uh, it's, it's authentic, it's genuine, it's passionate. 
It's uh, it's down to earth. You can go in there and you feel like you've been a part of it for years. Like I've been to so many gyms and some of them, you know, when you walk in, it has an air of standoffish to it. But when you walk into minor combat, it feels like you're home. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I could, I could be here every day. This is, this is a very welcoming place. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, definitely a gem out there in the Berkshires. Yeah. People, more people should go check it out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, you know, our, our mother's full-blooded Italian. We come from a real, you know, Italian family. So, you know, family is everything. And so I think that, you know, growing up in that environment, you know, where we had so many, you know, family members around and it's, it's like, we, we just, you know, uh, welcome everybody. So um, it, I'm, it comes off from the gym. So I'm, I'm so glad that that, uh, you know, that that's something that makes them stand out, you know? Yeah, 100%. I can just imagine right now, Caleb driving down the road in his, uh, his pest control van and <laughs> tears, tears struck going down his face, listening to all these nice words. Caleb, we love you. You're a great guy. And we got to get Caleb back on the show again. But right now we're talking about Jesse. So mm-hmm. Jesse, Iron and Faith Fitness. Uh, explain, mm-hmm. explain to everybody uh, what, what it is and what your mission is with Iron and Faith Fitness. Sure. So Iron and Faith Fitness is uh, essentially a combination of two um, uh, things in my life that help guide me and, uh, you know, help make who I am today. And uh, so the first part is obviously uh, the fitness part of it. Um, I know I've been uh, fortunate enough to be a uh, paid fitness professional, you know, for 15 years. And so I wanted to take that knowledge and experience and kind of combine it with my faith, you know. Um, so my wife and I, we're co-pastors of a church here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and we uh, do a lot of outreach and ministry work. Um, and so for me, the combination of the two is just something that I think, uh, you know, is something I, I want to give back to people. You know, it's, it's something I, I want to serve people and uh, just, you know, share my knowledge and experience with people as much as I can. Um, and the mission is just to, to love on people, uh, you know, to guide them, just to be a guide for people, uh, not to always have all the answers because, you know, I don't, um, but just to kind of point people in the right direction and, you know, just to, to help people and to know that they're, they're, you know, cared for it and love. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it also giving good, uh, fitness advice and, and, um, guidance along the way. So it's, uh, you know, it's a passion. So I love it. Now, uh, earlier in the show, when I did the intro, I said, you're a minister, it, mm-hmm. uh, minister, pastor, same, same thing. I'm, I'm so a minister terms. would be. Yeah. So a minister would be someone who's ordained um, or has a, the credits uh, or credentials to to have a church, but they don't actually have a church yet. They don't have a congregation. And so the pastor would actually be the, uh, the one who does. So a minister, pastor, it's essentially the same thing, but one has a congregation, one doesn't. OK, so you're the, the next level up. OK, my bad. Yeah, I went. Yeah. <laughs> OK. I, 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 that's how my, my brain works in levels. So sure. you're like, you're what, I don't know what's above pastor, but like, all right, so you got the <laughs> congregation, you've got the church and you're a co-pastor with mm-hmm. your, your wife. Now in, in mm-hmm. being a leader of uh, a congregation and a community uh, and also in training mm-hmm. people for 15 years, obviously, like you said before, people are going to look to you for advice. And as a coach, you know, people look to me mm-hmm. for advice and, and, and leadership, but I can only imagine 
with what you're doing is on a whole nother level. So how, how do you manage expectations from people to have the right answer as a coach or a pastor and a leader of a community when maybe sometimes you don't? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, um, you really think about what people are coming to you for, you know, what, what kind of situation that they're in. In terms of uh, fitness, you think about, you know, a lot, there's a lot of factors that you have to kind of play into how you're going to train this person, how you're going to coach this person, you know, from, you know, what, the, what their training history has been, what their injury history has been, you know, what they're looking to do. So you have, you know, a toolbox that you uh, kind of pull from to kind of assess, you know, okay, so if you're dealing with this, I, I know how to help you with this. So you kind of give guidance uh, along the way. The same thing with um, counseling or, or spiritual counseling is essentially, you know, you, um, the more people that you, you um, help and coach, you know, you more that you, and you study and learn uh, how to deal with certain problems, you know, give, giving advice, you know, it's the same thing. Those, those two uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, leadership positions, you know, they, they need toolboxes for, to help people and to guide people. Um, and it's just kind of, discerning which toolbox or which tools you're going to use. Um, so I think it's so important for coaches, you know, and leaders, you know, to kind of have, you know, as many tools in our toolbox as we can, and also to know when to use the right tools for the right job. Um, and for me, this is, this is the practice. This, this is something that, uh, you know, it, it takes years to, um, to, to learn how to, uh, use effectively uh you know to seek out advice you know history you have to have people that you look up to that that help you along the way that kind of guide you on the right path and um you know for you know for a pastor and minister obviously scripture and, and um you know god's word is is you know number one source <laughs> so always you know using kind of using that as a filter for everything um but uh yeah there's so many parallels between the two that um that they they really you know mesh well and they really uh, intertwine very well. Um, so it's just a, a matter of, um, you know, experience and, and doing it over and over and, um, you know, and helping people as much as you can. And even though sometimes you may not have, may not have all the right answers, you know, um, it is about, you know, trying to always, uh, help that, per that person discover, you know, what they need or help them just kind of point them in the, in the right direction. Um, and it's okay to say, you know, Hey, I don't know. Um, uh, even, you know, both in fitness and, 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 uh, you know, in faith, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, just doing your best and putting that best foot forward and giving the best advice that you can. Yeah. There, there are two things that kind of go hand in hand, or they can be coupled together. And whether you're a coach or a pastor or both, you can, use the same kind of teaching tenets to, to work with whoever you're, you're dealing with. Uh, when you're, Absolutely. when you're leading a, a church session, is there mm -hmm. any fitness incorporated or do you speak about uh, a, a physical and nutritional health while you're in the church or is that completely separate and outside of the, the congregation? Um, so as I, I um, mentioned before my my wife and I both you know we we co-pastor she's she does a lot more preaching than I do um 
Uh, I'm also the worship leader as well. I, I've, I've been also a musician, you know, since I was a teenager. So I also lead in, in the worship as well. So we kind of uh, work um, in tandem together. So I, do, I lead in a lot of the worship as, as well. Um, and uh, in the times that I do get to preach, uh, you know, I, I have in the past, you know, combined, you know, uh, advice for fitness and things like that, just kind of relating it back to um, our, you know, our spiritual health. You know, there's, they're so, um, they, they are so in tandem together that, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't have one without the other, you know, it's, it's really to make the most of a, the, the, the health and, and fitness um, a combination is, is so important because, uh, you know, you have to see the vitality and the health of, of each thing separately and then kind of put them together. Um, and yeah, so I, I've done it. And you know you don't necessarily hear a lot of the uh, the health and fitness uh, in a, a typical sermon, um, but uh, yeah, any time that I can uh, put it in there, I, I will. You know, when it applies for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, it seems like it would be a good idea. You know, uh, I know I've been in you know in the audience at at certain church sermons, and I've observed. You know, at, I don't know if this is how it is at, at your church where there'll be a period during the, the session where people will bring up uh, illnesses or how someone else is struggling and mm -hmm. bring up that like everybody should pray for that person. And I remember one day someone sure. was like, uh, well, such and such is struggling with their, their weight and their health. Let's all pray for them. And then I was in my head, like someone should talk to them. Like someone should, you know, like, Hey, like go, go for a walk or, or, <laughs> or let's go for a walk. You know, like, uh, it seems right. like it's, it's a good idea to have these positive thoughts and send that energy and to pray for them. But it, it didn't seem like there was an actionable component. You know, I feel, I, and I kind of felt like this was going to keep going on. This person might still be struggling and there's gotta be someone in this community that would maybe sit down with them, maybe even the pastor and say, Hey, how are you eating? You know, are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping? Are you going for walks? You know, maybe you can come early to church and we can do that around the building, you know, something like that. And I, I is that kind of what you're trying to do to kind of close that gap? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and in prayer, you know, obviously the, the number one thing, you know, in any struggles in life is, is, you know, we take it to God, we take it, you know, it's through prayer um, that, uh you know, anything that we're struggling with, we take it to him first. Um, and then having, you know, the congregation of people pray over you, um, so that they can help you get that, um, support is, is so important, encouraging and important as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, I mean, God, God can use, um, you know, other people in a lot of different ways to help them and encourage them and guide them, you know, um, you know, and a lot of times, um, you can see, uh, people, you know, if they are really serious about, you know, that, that, um, that ailment or whatever they say, we really want to truly lose weight or they really want to, um, you know, make that change. They, they will seek it out and they will, you know, find, uh, uh, someone that can help them like a trainer, like, you know, um, or, you know, use whatever resources they have to, um, to help combat that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always, um, Anytime that people have, you know, come up to me for fitness advice or things like that, you know, I've always, you know, um, been able to help them or just kind of guide them with, with, uh, anything that, um, that they were struggling with for sure. That's good that people in your community know you're, 
Jesse, the fitness guy too, you know, you're, the, <laughs> they probably see videos of you swinging kettlebells and, and doing races with Caleb and all that other stuff. So that it's just <laughs> good to have that person in the community and know that you're so open to being talked to because it can be an intimidating thing, right? You know, someone's maybe someone's never exercised a day in their life. They're mm-hmm. in their 60s or 70s and but they can look to you and hear you talking about it every Sunday or when you guys meet and be like, you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to ask him a question. I'm going to talk to it, you know, and then who knows where that leads them through. So I, I guess that, yeah. that's probably the positive part of the prayer. The prayer might inspire them to take action themselves, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it is such a daunting thing. You know, when you think about you talk about people that never exercised really much in their life or, um, you know, it's we can, we tend to forget what it's like to be beginners or we tend to forget what it's like, you know, to first um, you know, come into our faith and to know Christ uh, for ourselves. And we kind of forget about that. And, uh, it's, you got to remember what it's like to be a beginner again, you know, know, and to, to, um, and to have that courage to have that, um, uh, you know, that, that kind of confidence to go up and, you know, like you said, ask a pastor, ask a trainer, you know, it's like, it can be daunting because that first step is, you know, so crucial. You know, the, the first person that steps into your gym, um, or the, you know, stepping into the, your gym for the first time. And like, that's a huge milestone for them, you know, and they, they, you know, you hear that story about people, uh, you know, always, you know, driving by thinking, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, eventually, but when they do actually step forth into the, you know, the gym and, and that's a huge step. So it's always good to remember that. And, um, you know, the beginner stage is always like my favorite time for training people because it's like, you know, everything is, is exciting and new and it always you know revitalizes me because it's like um it helps me um keep my passion um for people and serving people and uh uh you know whether that's you know in through fitness or um people that um that are coming to know christ for the first time or um you know for our particular church we we do a lot of inner city work because where we're located um we, we do a lot of outreach and um, places that are in need. And so we see people that are, um, you know, from broken homes or they have, um, you know, a lot of brokenness in their lives. And, um, you know, for us, it's about, you know, trying to be that light, uh, for them so that we can kind of guide people, you know, you know, to the truth and, um, and to see them, you know, transformation or transform or change, um, you know, from never going to church, like, hey, they're kind of open to, to, to coming and to hearing a message and like, they're kind of open um, to learning more. So that's, it's, you know, f- fitness and, and faith are very similar in that way. You know, it's just, you know, kind of opening that door um, and, uh, and just taking it one thing at a time, you know, and not trying to force anything upon people, you know, it's just like in training, you know, you, you know, you see the potential that someone has when you're training them, but you're not going to, uh, you know, overload them too much whether they can't handle it or they don't want to come back. You know, you, it's all about, you know, a smart progression. Um, and the same thing with faith It's like, you don't want to overload someone with, you know, or, uh, overwhelm them with a lot of thing, uh, a lot of, you know, scripture or, you know, just, you know, coming at them or trying to over, um, overwhelm them or, or burden them too much. It's just, it's a slow uh, transition, you know, change, you know, change takes time. So, um, and it's just guiding people along the way and just trying to help them as much as we can. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's a process, you know, whether you think about doing this in uh, uh, short term, long term, it's, it's a process. Um, and uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, you, you definitely stay connected to the people that, that help you along the way. So you have that accountability, you know, whether it's people that you do this with, you know, in fitness, it could be the people that you go to the gym with or people that you go to church with. Uh, and uh, you have that accountability, you know. Um, it's an and, interesting and parallel, you know, uh, fitness and, and spirituality and, and, and religion. And mm -hmm. one thing you mentioned earlier was uh, having empathy. And, you know, in, in a fitness setting, you know, as a trainer and a coach, you certainly have to have empathy from where people are coming from, for what they're going through. And I'm, I'm assuming it's the exact same when you have to have empathy towards people who are maybe reluctant to going uh, to church and attending services and having that aspect of their life open up and you have to kind of ease them in. Uh, as a pastor, how has what you've learned with your studies in religion and, and being a pastor and working in that community helped you hone your skills with empathy? Because it's something that a lot of coaches, especially new coaches, will struggle with when they're getting involved mm -hmm. in training others on not understanding where the other person's coming from. Right. Yeah. And uh, for me, it, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, uh, being a Christ follower is, um, you know, following Christ and, and the way that he uh, led his ministry um, and how he taught and how he, um, you know, led his, his disciples. So for me, you know, using him as an example of, you know, how he taught. So learning about um, having compassion, empathy, and learning to listen um, and to see, you know, to, and to hear where, where uh, people are coming from um, and not to, not to, you know, have myself get in the way of that. Because a lot of times, you know, we as coaches or, you know, um, as pastors, we can put our own type of influence on a, on a person. I know because we want to show, you know, how much we know or how much, you know, we want to um, impress people like, you know, with our credentials and things like that. But the, the more that we can kind of, the least I feel, my opinion is that we, the more that we can kind of bring ourselves out of the equation and kind of help people discover the truth for themselves, you know, because every person is going to be a little bit different. Um, and the coach is, is just there to help them un, uh, uncover that. And so, um, like you said, empathy is just being able to listen and to really hear what the person's saying and what they're going through and, um, and making the right kind of discernment choices to like how to proceed, you know, and how to go forth with, um, you know, how to train them. And, and of course there's going to be, uh, you know, things along the way that, um, you may, you know, make mistakes or, you know, or make a cue may not be right. Or, you know, you, you know, you, you you're going to make, you know, mess ups along the way, but it's a part of that process. You know, we all learn from our mistakes and not, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, to do, to make a lot of mistakes is, you know, how we grow and how we learn, you know, it's, it's in, it's in the experience of actually training people and, and teaching people, um, that we, that we really get our true education. Of course, you know, the book knowledge is so important because that's like, that's what we should know, but then the application is, is, you know, the, the second part of it. Um, so that they are, are, are so important together. You know, so you gotta have both. Essentially you have to have your book smarts and that knowledge and continuing to fine tune those skills, but you also need time under the bar, so to say, 
you know, like you have to, yep. have, you know, like lifted the weights or spent time yep. in the church on the, at the front of the group and doing it. Are there any, you know, you mentioned mistakes. Are there any notable mistakes that you made that others could learn from uh, either being a trainer early or being a pastor early? I'm, I'm wondering what kind of mistakes a pastor <laughs> could make because, because I, I know when I've been to church, like it doesn't matter oh, if, yeah. if they're new or old you know, they're just kind of like the highest authority. So it's like, you don't even notice when they make a mistake. So I'm wondering on that front too. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've made, uh, you know, plenty of mistakes. So, um, so with, with my job and, and where I work, um, also I'm, um, my, my wife and I, like I said, we do our part, our, uh, you know, full-time ministry doing it here. But also my other part of my full-time job is I work um, also for a, a health resort uh, in Lenox, Massachusetts. Um, and they uh, would run a lot of uh, group exercise classes. So I'm also a group, uh, you know, personal trainer, but also group exercise. And so um, and in my experience of, of learning how to teach all different types of classes, um, you know, I've made mistakes of, uh, of saying, you know, not leading the class right or saying the wrong cues or not getting to do um, exactly what I need them to do. Um, so you, you just kind of find out what works and what doesn't work, you know, as a, as a coach and as a leader, um, you know, from simple things like, you know, how you organize the room or, you know, um, how, how you should really kind of project your voice when you're teaching and things like that. You know, so all the mistakes that you make uh, as you're growing into your leadership position whether it's you know or as a uh, as a pastor um you know it it's all those little things they 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 help you refine who you become you know later on down the road um so yeah mistakes uh yeah i i've made, <laughs> made made plenty um but uh with this the spiritual part of it you know that's that's something that um it's not something uh I'm very cautious about, you know, when I'm making decisions about things, um, you know, for me, like whenever there's a big decision about anything, um, I always want to make sure that um, I have a piece about whatever decision I'm going with. You know, I know that my God is not a God of confusion. And so, you know, there's not a, uh, a situation where like, if I'm like, I'm not really sure if it's, um, you know, whatever I have more peace about, usually I'm going to go in that direction. Um so uh, making mistakes, yeah, is all is all part part of that process. Um, you know, like I said, I do it in tandem with my wife, and um, you know, she has the, the the biblical theology degree, and she you know actually went to college for uh, for ministry and for outreach. I didn't uh, go to college for that, um, so I'm also kind of learning myself, you know, through and, and uh, a lot of things that I have questions about so I don't make mistakes and I usually ask her because <laughs> she has a lot more experience with uh, the, 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 the scriptural knowledge too um, so I do have that uh, saving grace uh, as well as I go along but um, good to have a good team yeah. behind you yeah exactly um, so I, you know um, yeah there's uh, yeah a lot of different mistakes along the way you know it's kind of hard to say because you know we've done so much over the years and like oh we got to learn this lesson and we've learned this lesson so it's like um i would just say you know for me as a christian like you know whenever whenever i think that i'm doing things in my own strength it's like okay and then things start to go a little awry 
you know, it's like, okay, I got to bring it back to God. I got to bring it back to my faith. I got to bring it back to, you know, my solid rock that I, that, you know, I, I built my, my faith on my, you know, it's, it's Christ. And so for me, it, it's, um, we always re- coming back to that when I feel like I'm out of whack or feeling like, you know, not balanced or like, okay. Um, you know, my, my wife and I also have three kids. So, um, we, you know, life can get a little, a little crazy at home, you know, um, we have a, a six, a, a four and a, a almost a one year next month. Um, so we're, we're, our house is pretty full. <laughs> and, yeah, you're, you're um, definitely a very busy but, uh, guy, you know, like, uh, you're, you dabble in being a musician, <laughs> you're a pastor, you're a trainer for 15 years, you know, you're going to the, the inner city to work on, on that project. You're driving all over the place. You got kids. Uh, how, how do you organize it all? Like someone listening might be like, how in the world does Jesse and his wife keep it together? Like, I don't have nearly any of those, <laughs> that, that many things going on in my life. And it seems like I don't have enough time in the day. So how, how do you do it? Um, well, I, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's, it's giving it up to God and he, he, he makes the time stretch, you know? Um, but there, there's plenty of nights, you know, where we're up, uh, late at night getting things done. Um, you know, we've definitely, uh, you know, put our, our, our time and, and our passion into what we've been called to do. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a labor of love and it's, it's, we love what we do. And for us, it's, it, it is work. It is, you know, it is, um, hard in the sense that it's things that have to get done to work to, to go where you want to go. Um, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, we love it. You know, it's, you gotta, I mean, you can't think of this as a short-term game. It's, it's long-term. So for us, um, you know, it's also about finding that balance between working really hard and, and taking time to rest, you know, uh, Mondays are our Sabbath day. So we make sure that we don't do any work on that day. Um, we spend time, you know, with our kids and making sure that um, we have that time with them specifically that we're investing in them. Um, we also make sure that we take time for ourselves, uh, you know, with God in prayer. We also uh, time for our marriage, you know, um, because all of these things, you know, our family is like our first ministry. And so for us, um, that comes first above everything else. Um, I like and that. And then uh, family's your from first that, ministry. you know, all the other products. Yeah. Um, and I encourage anybody that's listening, you know, whoever it is that, that you live with, you know, at home, uh, whether if you, even if you're single, you know, single that has like maybe just a sibling or anybody like your families, you know, if you, if you've come to know, if you're a Christian, you follow Christ, you know, your, your first, um, you know, kind of obligation other than your own faith is, you know, reaching out to your family members. Um, and, uh, and, and, and even in that, you know, it's everything, it's all about temperance too, making sure that you don't, like I said before, over, overburden someone and just be, uh, even, you know, sometimes being, um, uh, just an ear for someone that could be, you know, a way that we could, you know, show that, that empathy that we talked about earlier, um, and just being there, you know, and, um, you know, willing to invest in someone else, you know, it's like, it's, it's something that I think is also, very important for, you know, developing yourself as a leader is, you know, finding a mentor that someone that's going to invest in you. Um, and certainly, you know, for us, we, we, uh, we have a, a leadership team and people 
that um that we have that we invest our time and our uh efforts in as well the people that we want to pour our uh hearts into as well um to help them grow and to be leaders you know we don't want to make followers we want to make other leaders like us so you know it's you know some of the you know like the great commission is is to help go and make disciples and baptize them you know and so it's uh you know i feel like that's the, a hard thing for people maybe these days to invest in others uh, do, do you feel that it's it's more difficult in 2021 than let's say 10 years ago for people to put aside maybe themselves and to be in the service of others in their community yeah well you think of the age that we're in now you know with social media you know everything is is about me you know everything's about the attention how many likes that can i get how many followers do i have you know the influencers you know the youtubers and things like that everything is about me um even more so and um but you know it's it's about turning that camera around and um and flipping it so that you know we we can kind of um point it back to to others you know it's it's you know investing in, in people it's like you know if you're a person who's in a leadership position you know investing in others is is so important you know um and uh i think that that also is it's going to be it's going to be so important for your own growth because you know how you invest in other people is going to help refine how you are as a as a coach and as a leader as well um and uh investing is is so is so important because there's a, a depth and a, a a fullness that comes with that um that you can't just get from you know instagram posts that you just can't get from uh you know a lot of online things and so um you know i have a friend right now that uh who's become very very close to me and you know to be able to see um where he was two or three years ago um in his life and to invest in him um over these past few years like to see the transformation that he's had in his life to, to where he is now is like it's just amazing and um it's it's been you know so incredible to see that um and then in my own life you know i've had i've been very very blessed you know throughout my whole life as, as a coach um and even as a student you know actually you know caleb had alluded to this uh in his podcast earlier um about uh doing you know uh, martial arts and, and uh, Taekwondo when we, when we grew up. So there's my, myself, my uh, older sister, who's five years older than my, and then Caleb. So we all grew up doing Taekwondo. And so for me, like that was my life, like martial arts was actually my life. You know, you know, I got my black belt, my second degree black belt, you know, all the time I was like, you know, 17. And so that became like the foundation, for, you know, for, for the love of my life um, you know, it's for, for movement and for fitness and that kind of how I got started on that path. Um, but I had really great mentors that were teachers, you know, my, my Taekwondo instructors, you know, they were, uh, great mentors to me. Um, and then I had other people in my life, um, that just invested in me. And so I would say, if you can have the opportunity to find someone that's going to mentor you, um, that, isn't just about you know the, the money and just you know pay you know pay for my mentorship and you get this you know it's not just about that but if you can find a good coach that's going to invest in you that you want to look up to and, and uh learn from you know that's that's really really great um 
or if you have a great pastor that's someone that that helps you discover things for yourself um and so i love the great you know i think it's a bruce lee quote he says you know you gotta watch out for this the uh the teacher because the teacher wants to protect the students from his own influence you know and for me it's the same way it's like you know i i i can help i want to help people and kind of like i said before guide people um to help discover things for themselves um but i also just want to point them to the truth you know so um for me and in a lot of the people that i've trained uh for fitness uh you know and my other job um you know they just want to you know be fit you know just kind of get get a little bit stronger just you know want to live longer um not necessarily athletes although i have trained some athletes over the years um so um yeah i think that you know you just kind of look for those people in your life that um that want to invest in you and, and and help you um you know become a better version of yourself and and um you know if you're in a congregation like a pastor that wants you to live a life that's going to honor god you know so yeah now uh, with martial arts it teaches you an incredible amount of discipline uh, mm -hmm. what's what's one of your biggest takeaways from your time in martial arts that you still apply to your daily life right now uh, whether it be just being organized disciplined or or some other big takeaway that you had from your mentors one uh, big takeaway for me was the ability to focus to be able to be able to um, <clears throat> kind of focus on what I need to do at the task at hand uh, whatever I'm doing. So if I'm, um, you know, doing a training session or if I'm doing my own personal workouts or, or my own, um, uh, my own thing, I, you know, to be able to focus, uh, and to, and to put everything else out has been a, a huge, uh, uh, benefit for me. Um, uh, of course, discipline and, um, consistency, you know, consistency is, you know, the, the to keep showing up, um, and that's a theme that is so important, you know, for any type of change. Um, and, uh, one of the newer, uh, things that I learned, um, from one of my, um, mentors too, was that, you know, um, is consistency is like, you know, consistency, consistency wins the power of influence, you know, so whatever's consistent in, in your life is that's going to have the most influence over you. And so the things that you want in your life to, to, to make the change, um, that, that you want, you know, that's, you gotta be consistent towards those goals, consistent towards whatever you're working towards. Um, so consistently training, consistently praying, consistently doing things that, um, that are going to help you working towards your goals, you know? Um, so consistency, focus, discipline, um, also, uh, and just, the, the depth of knowledge and well, um, uh, uh, of, um, kind of, you know, experience, uh, you know, of training, um, because, because a lot, when I think of training nowadays, and I think of a lot of stuff that's on social media, there may be some coaches out there that don't have, that are putting so much out there, but they don't have a real depth of, um, uh, understanding of, of training and, you know, taking, uh, clients from point A to point B or, um, you know, so I think that a lot of the coaches 
or mentors I looked up to, they always had that depth of knowledge and experience and people are like, wow, like, you know, um, and people in our industry, industry leaders that, uh, you know, they, they are, um, they've been in this game for so long. Um, and to have the years of experience and to learn from them, I think that's, that's one of the defining things. Um, also, they probably, and, and to the flip side of that, I mean, you could have a lot of experience, say 25. Oh, no, continue. Oh, um, I was gonna say, you, you could have a lot of experience, say 25 years of experience, but it's only one year repeated, you know? So, you know, it's, it's like, you know, one year repeated 25 times. It's like, if you're not continually growing and maturing and, um, actively pursuing, uh, you know, education experience, um, learning, uh, different ways to do the same thing, how to, you know, how to, how to, uh, you know, be a, become a better coach. I mean, then it's, it's, then what are you doing it for? It's like, you know, you, you, you know, so, I think, uh, you know, just to keep that mindset to always be learning, always be a student, um, you know, to always be humble uh, as much as you can um, and to put others first. Uh, for me, that's, that's number one. You know, um, a lot of my trading sessions, I, I, I uh, want to take, you know, I'll, I'll, of course, you know, if I'm showing an exercise and kind of guiding people and telling people, you know, what they're working on and what they're doing, you know, I'm, I'm that guy, but also I want to remove myself as much as I can. So that again, they can see the confidence or see that they can do things themselves, you know, you're going to work on mastering the basics with them as opposed to maybe some of the people you see on social media that make things a little more complicated. The, that more seasoned coach knows that the simplest answer is the best answer. Probably you don't need to overcomplicate things now with, with, uh, with, with your, with iron and faith fitness, you have a slogan mm -hmm. that I, I saw on your site and it says uh, stronger in Christ and uh, stronger in strength. So what, what does it, how does one, we know how mm -hmm. someone becomes stronger in strength. You know, we got to train, we got to pick up kettlebells, barbells. We got to be consistent that way. How is it the same to be stronger in Christ? You just have to keep showing up the church. You have to open a dialogue. You have to read. Uh, how does, how does the training for that kind of come into play with, and especially with iron and faith fitness, because I, this is the other component to yeah. it, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So stronger in Christ essentially would mean, you know, all the things that you're saying. And it's, it's again, like it's that parallel that we've already talked about with the training, um, you know, the consistency to always, you know, be in prayer, you know, we know in, in following Christ and, and his example, you know, he was always praying to the father. Um, you know, a lot of times we think about prayer, we think about, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pray and then, okay. And then I'm done. It's like, okay, I'm gonna pray three times a day or however many times a day and then I'm done. But for me, like, um, this is something I learned a long time ago is that, you know, I like, like you said, it's an open dialogue. It's like, a, you know, you're, you're calling God, but you never hang up the phone. You know, it's, you just, you, you, there are, there are all different types of prayers that you can pray throughout the day. You know, obviously there's some that are different than others. Um, and some are simple, some are, you know, some are more elaborate, you know, if you're praying for someone else or if, you know, someone in need, or if you're saying just, you know, God help me with this situation. 
Um, so uh, Stronger in Christ is just like we do in training. It's that consistent, actively pursuing. Um, and it's a relationship, you know, that's, and so for me, like, um, and I don't know if Caleb had ever told you this, but our, our parents, um, my father was actually used to be a pastor himself. Um, and he actually stopped preaching before I was born. Um, and, uh, so I never got to hear him preach or, but he, and, and, um, uh, my mother was a, you know, born again, um, Christian and she was brought up Catholic, but she, she came to know the Lord and the Christ, uh, through the Jesus movement of the sixties the and seventies. And so, um, she always instilled in me, you know, it's that relationship. And so it's not just uh, always about us reaching up to God, but, you know, Christianity is about God reaching down to us and having that relationship with Christ is number one. And so just like any relationship, you know, you put time and investment into it, you know, for it to grow, just like, you know, with our spouses or our significant others, people that, um, that are close to any relationship we have to put time into. So uh, pursuing Christ uh, in a, in a deep manner is, is, uh, you know, it's like you're actively chasing after God, chasing after Christ, you know, and knowing him. And, uh, you know, you can never go deep enough. You can never, uh, you can never outgrow scripture actually for, uh, you know, one, there might be a verse that, that speaks to you and you're like, oh, that, that is really relevant to what I'm feeling right now. And then a couple of years later, you read the same verse and it's, you know, completely different. So, uh, scripture—you uh, broke up so a little bit. Think about there. you know, uh, yeah. There's going to be good outpouring or ministering outreaches. Can you hear me? A little connection issue here. Oh, I think I'm losing Jesse. Oh, okay. I think you're back. You're muted, though. All right. We're back. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> The technology, it's it's normal yep. for Zoom. We're, we're used to it. So maybe yep. just backtrack about 30 sure. seconds. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So um, going back to pursuing God, you know, developing that relationship um, and getting into his word, you know, every single day, that's becoming stronger in your faith. And uh, my wife and I like to, to say that, you know, you want to try to develop that unshakable faith, you know, that no matter what happens in our life, you know, we still have our faith to stand on. And, um, you know, we've seen people go through so many different life changes and change, um, and, and, you know, overcome obstacles and, um, and then go through things and it's, you know, and, and the faith that they have to overcome those things, like it's all because of, of, you know, their, um, their, their drive and their, you know, their commitment to want to develop their faith more. Um, and, uh, that's, that's what developing that, that faith is about, um, and getting stronger in Christ, getting stronger because, you know, he helps us through everything that we go through. 
Um, is that and, what you mean uh, by you know, being uh, spiritually healthy? Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, spiritual health is, is, is you know, we, we only talk about, you know, certain parts of the spectrum of being, you know, physically health, emotionally health, mentally health, but then we always forget about the spiritual health. And I think, you know, especially in the fitness industry, that part we kind of leave out because, you know, it, it's not many, you know, coaches, people want to talk about that. Um, and uh, it's the missing component. It's the most important. And I think if you have that healthy first, you know, everything else, uh, you know, it, it trickles down to every other aspect of your life. And, um, and it makes everything uh, so much better, you know, for me. And, um, and I, I believe that, you know, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I feel like if you have a solid foundation on your spiritual health, you will maybe have less negative thoughts. You feel like uh, you're, you're not alone in certain endeavors. You have a little more belief maybe in yourself or just a generally a positive outlook. And it probably will affect, you know, how you deal with failure and success hand in hand. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it possible for someone to have spiritual health without traditional organized religion? I mean, because there's a lot of different faiths out there there's a lot of different things that people practice uh what what is the mm -hmm. crux of spiritual health and can anyone have it or do you have to be you know following a, a certain viewpoint in your opinion um yeah that's 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 a great question it's it's a big question <laughs> um so for me you know I, and I can only speak from my own personal experience and i i think that you know, um, obviously having faith, you know, is, is so important in the spiritual health because that helps drive all of your actions afterwards. Um, for me, you know, it's about uh, knowing Christ and um, him being the truth. Um, and for me, that that's and I'm following the truth. You know, it's not just knowing the truth, but also Christ was the truth, and knowing and believing in, in His divinity and who He was, and, and believing who He said He was. That I can I can have that solid foundation now that I can kind of build my faith upon. Um, you know, and it's hard for me to speak on other faiths because I, you know, obviously I don't I don't have those other faiths in other um, religions. Um, and then now we're kind of getting into apologetics, which is, uh, you know, not, not, I, and I'm, I'm under, you know, trying to learn more about it myself and, you know, because in scripture actually it talks about, you know, you know, having answers for, uh, you know, defending our faith and, and having an answer. So for me, um, knowing, um, uh, you know, believing in Christ's divinity and who he was, you know, that, you know, he was the truth. And so, uh, that you're getting people to recognize that, you know, just to fall to, you know, as a pastor, like I want people to, to know the truth, you know? Um, and that's, that's the, the best gift that I can give someone, you know, uh, as a pastor is, is to have them come to know Christ as, and, uh, and that power that, that comes with that is not just something that we think about, you know, it's from like the, from a book where it's, you know, like in the old Testament, like, you know, we think of, you know, the book of like, you know, stories and things that are from long ago that don't have any relevance today. 
Um, but they have so much relevance today. And, you know, the trans, you know, cause the Bible is alive in the sense that it has power and how it has over people's lives and um, the transformation that comes with that. Um, so for me, seeing that in person is uh, incredible, you know, and to want to give that to someone else, like that's, that, that's part of my calling. Um, and I, and I feel that, uh, you know, through, um, you know, through, you know, guidance and, and, uh, training, you know, it's, it's all part of that. Um, and I think that it, for me, getting someone to a point where they can believe, you know, for instance, I, I had a gentleman, um, that I trained, uh, at the ranch and he was probably, he was, he was 82 and uh, he had been brought up, uh, Roman Catholic. And, uh, so whenever I trained him, it was uh, on a continual basis. And we'd always talk about, uh, our faith. And he, you know, as, as 82, you know, he had so much wisdom and, and life experience. Um, and we would talk about how, you know, him at his age, how it still was something that he was actively pursuing and how it was such a strong, uh, uh, you know, thing in his life. And it was such an inspiration for me because, you know, I'm, I'm third, I just turned 37 last month. And so like, I'm thinking, you know, what my faith in, in things are going to be like, you know, when I'm 80, you know, I think people like Billy Graham or I think people that are of that stature that, that have lived such a long life. Um, and, uh, to, to develop that, that type of, of depth and richness in, in faith. Um, but also, you know, there, there is that physical component, which is so important that, um, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, like I, I've seen a lot of uh, pastors, like there's there's a scripture um, that the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, that training uh, of the body is of some value. And also, you know, that the body is a holy temple because in for us, you know, God's power is, um, you know, when you accept Christ, you know, your his Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so uh, treating the, the body is uh, something that we should take care of. We should be good stewards of that. So it's not like we accept Christ and then, okay, I'm just going to do what I want, you know, with my body because now I, now I'm, I'm, you know, safe, so to speak, and I can do whatever I want and not take care of what, you know, the vessel that God has given me. Um, so, you know, being like good... sub, someone gives you a car and then you just don't take care of the car and they're like, you never got exactly. an oil change. Well, like I gave you that <laughs> car, you know, yeah, that's, that's interesting that, uh, in the Bible, they discuss training, uh, and the Apostle Paul said that. Are there any other notable references to physical activity or training inside of the Bible? Yeah, so sure. There, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good references. Um, another one, you know, Paul talks about, um, and I can give, I can actually send you all these scriptures too. Uh, once we're off here, um, you know, he talks about, you know, that the, you know, faith is like a marathon. It's not like a sprint. Um, you know, we think about long-term, um, perseverance, you know, and, and training, you know, we got to think about the long-term game, you know, uh, for our overall health. Um, and obviously if you're an athlete and you're, and you're, you know, training for competition, there's going to be, you know, certain things that you do that are different. Um, or if you're training, you know, the things that you're going to ramp up, obviously that are, they're going to be a lot more intense. Um, but, you know, Paul talks about the endurance of, um, the, the marathon because perseverance is going to, um, give way to, uh, character and that, that, 
just, just that steadfastness to keeping eyes on uh, Christ in the long term, you know, because, you know, talking about Apostle Paul, I mean, he was overwhelmed in a lot of different places of the world that he traveled to spread the gospel, you know, I mean, he was in prison and he talked about the, you know, having peace and joy while he was in prison. So you think about circumstances like that, you know, if I was in prison today, like where I still show, uh, you know, joy and still give God praise, you know, because of the situation that I'm in, you know, you, you know, when you're working out and you're, and you're, uh, you know, working towards your goal and you're, you're sweating it out and you're, you're working, you're, you're doing your sets and it's like okay this is really really hard you know and I, or if you don't have the strength to do it you know and it's, it's something you're just not having a good day whatever it's like okay i can still praise i can still praise god you know for the body to be able to do it i can still give thanks for um uh the ability to do it um and that is uh you know that and that changes your perspective because it takes the focus off you you know and puts okay i'm going to glorify my creator i'm going to glorify god i'm going to glorify you know, Christ and, and the way that I'm, I'm, you know, performing or doing things. And, you, and that's another, you know, aspect of Iron Faith Fitness is, is, you know, we take our focus off ourselves and glorifying God with, you know, with that. Yeah. It seems like, you know, like what, what, what he's talking about is, you know, you do a tough workout or you physically exert yourself and that perseverance through that tough challenge makes everything else in your day easier you know like uh like mm -hmm. when you come to the gym we tell people this is the hardest part of your day it's the hardest hour it's the hardest 20 yep. minutes during the workout and then when you're in traffic and you're stuck there and you might be angry you're like well, well I'm, I'm fine you know like i've been through something <laughs> more difficult today so it seems like it would make make it easier to you know focus on harder aspects of your life which for some people that might be their relationships, it might be their job, it might be mm -hmm. their relationship with their spirituality and religion. But now having physically exerted mm -hmm. yourself, the endorphins are going, whatever it is, you can uh, focus on those other things a little bit easier. And suddenly that thing that was a mentally challenge for you is no longer that challenging because of what you endured in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the the physical practice of that is is you know it's crucial because you know training the body you know harnessing the body getting that um that that kind of the mental grit the toughness that we get from training um you know it correlates so well with um you know developing your faith and getting through life obstacles you know and so having that that mental fortitude and so that um you know your spirituality and your faith you know, helps you get through that. And, um, and, uh, you know, in scripture, it, all, it talks about, you know, being a warrior for Christ or being a warrior for, uh, you know, for living, living it out, you know, it actually talks about having, you know, spiritual armor it talks about, you know, getting yourself ready mentally for the day, you know? Um, and so you think about that, like, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just like perfect combination of the two, you know, for me, it, it blends so well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. And, and you might, you know, if we circle back around to like having empathy and understanding other people, and if you couple mm -hmm. that with being someone who frequently, you know, comes up against challenges in the gym 
then maybe you're at the post office and someone's angry or and they they yell at you or something like that then you might you might think to yourself before you respond in a negative way well all right like uh, i've had a hard part of my day i got through it and i don't know what this person is going through and it i you know i hope they have a better day you know it's it's hard you know when you're out there in the world and someone cuts you off yeah. or 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 you have a, an issue with the person to yep. step on the outside of that and think well what is this person going through you know maybe they just found out a loved one passed away and they're lashing out in public yeah you know and you just happen mm-hmm. to be the person there and you don't have to make it mm-hmm. worse you can just realize that they're going through a tough part of their day and the reason you don't react that way is because you frequently go through tough parts of a day and you learn how to persevere mm-hmm. and get through it and if you practice empathy and understanding other people, then you can start to have that compassion for others and maybe remove yourself from difficult situations that you definitely don't need to be involved in, such as confrontation with another person. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, of course, um, it, it, we, we, you know, there, there are going to be certain circumstances where, you know, our feelings are, are, are going to run high, our emotions are going to run high, and you know, you can be perfectly prayed up. You can be all set and things just like hit you in a certain way. And it's just like, ah, you know, and, um, and so, but it, it is a good reminder, like, okay, you know, to, 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 like you said, to remember that empathy, to remember that compassion. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a practice, you know, it's not easy and it's, it's certainly easy to say things, you know, um, you know, and, and training and, and, you know, developing your faith, but you know, it's, it's hard. Um, yeah, what well, one thing that know, comes to mind, takes... you know, from a coaching perspective is people who are late to class, you know, you'd like all your students to be there <laughs> right on time. But then it's like, you don't know, like, okay, yep. did, uh, did they get cut off in traffic? Was their boss just yelling at them at the tail end of work? And that that's why they're late, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. You know, of course, there's those people Mm -hmm. who are late every single day. All right. That's a problem. Yep. You know, like that's that's different. But if you have, you know, let's say if Caleb's in my class and he's always on time Mm -hmm. and then one day he happens to show up 10 minutes late, you know, maybe it's not the best thing to like chew him out or make him do punishment burpees or something like because I don't know, (laughs) you know, like this is not normal for Caleb. I don't know what's going on in his life, although it would be fun to make it's always fun to make Caleb do burpees, but I mean, you, you have to have that compassion and empathy and know when it's appropriate to talk to someone about something and try to figure out an issue <laughs> versus, you know, uh, uh, maybe, uh, going off uh, the rails, you know, for no reason. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, you know, it's a, it's the development of, of, of uh, discernment, you know, um, it's, you know, find, making the right judgments, you know, and how to deal with it, you know, because we all have to judge certain situations and, and how we're going to react, you know, to, to that, you know, if you got someone that's coming in like consistently all the time, it's like, well, you know, how are you going to uh, address that? You know, or if you have someone, like you said, if Kayla comes in just that one time, you know, are you going to, you know, make light? Are you going to, you know, call them out on it right then and there? Are you going to, you know, talk to them, you know, afterwards or how, how it plays out. So, you know, it's, and that's just the experience of, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's time under the bar, so to speak. It's that life experience 
of, you know, training people, um, you know, we're, and we're all, you know, we're all, you know, flawed, you know, we all have make our mistakes and we all, uh, you know, um, do things, uh, that, uh, that can anger other people or for whatever reason. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just as a coach and as a leader, you know, we, we have to remember that and take that into account, you know, how we, how we address things and how we, um, react to things is so important because that also sets a tone for the rest of the class, you know, like, cause you never know who's watching, you know, um, because how you address that in that, in that class, you know, if you're talking to Caleb and he, like, you know, he's that late that one time and, you, and you've had a bad day and you bring him out, you know, the other people in the class are going to see how you react to that, you know? Um, so taking that into consideration, uh, and how you, how you, uh, you know, uh, assess situations and, and make judgments, um, you know, for, uh, for you know, and relating it back to faith, you know, for, for us, uh, you know, for, for Caleb and I, we definitely have a saying, you know, where it's like, you know, sometimes you're the only version of Christ that people see. So, so people that are not going to come into your church, people are not open, but, you know, they, they respond, they see your kindness. Um, you know, for an example, like one of the ministries that we do uh, or outreaches is that we clean up trash in people's neighborhoods. Um, and that's uh, so they don't, we don't, they don't, people don't ask for us to do that. You know, we just go out into the streets and we start cleaning up their trash. And so the more that we consistently do that, people are going to say, Oh, you know, um, uh, we're, our, our, our organization is called the Berkshire Dream Center. So, uh, you know, they could be like, oh, the you know, Berkshire Dream Center cares about our, their neighborhood. They're cleaning up and they're, they're seeing us doing it again and again. Um, so they're seeing that, you know, from an outsider's perspective. And so as a, you know, as a trainer or a coach, you know, people in the gym are going to see you, how you train your clients. They're going to see how you train uh, people in a group setting, you know, so you know, in a sense, you're always on, you know, and to be mindful of that. Um, so just to be aware, you know, and the, our environment for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're uh, in a leadership position, you're always under the microscope, you know, uh, you yeah. have one set of eyes on the group, but then you have like 20 sets of eyes back at you and they're all going to perceive your actions a yep. little differently. Like, like uh, you may, Mm-hmm. you may you know like give a speech or say something and it's going to affect each and every one of those people a different way so you have to be mindful of your words and and mindful of the background of the people in your crowd and like with if let's say Caleb's late to class that one day the best course of action is probably to ask him like hey is everything okay <laughs> you know like what what's what, what what's going on that could be before during yeah. or after you know and then maybe he'll Maybe he'll say, uh, uh, my boss yelled at me and just having a really tough day today, you know, or maybe I got laid off, something like that. Like, who knows, uh, which Caleb's his own boss. It's not going to happen unless Becky fires him. I mean, I guess that is possible. Uh, but, you know, you want to <laughs> you you, you want to, you know, and then at that point, it might be like, OK, maybe maybe I don't ride Caleb that hard on the workout today. You know, like he already got yelled at. He's already having a tough day. Maybe I'm just going to let him, you know, get set up, make sure he's good to go and then let him get a good workout in as opposed to being like, come on, Caleb, pick up those dumbbells. Let's go. Let's go. You know, like he might not, that might not be the appropriate dose for Caleb on this specific day. And like, like we've been talking about just experience and time under the bar helps you to read people better as a coach and understand 
what each individual person needs for the day. And you can do that when you have enough experience, like at the drop of a hat, yeah. you just, you see people and you know exactly what's going on. I like, like when I'm at the grocery store, I like to read people and you can just kind of tell by their posture and how they're moving around and picking things out, what kind of a day they might be happening or ha have happening to be having. Mm -hmm. so Caleb yeah I mean as a coach you... <laughs> so you um yeah so uh, you... yeah as a coach you know it's oh continue continue we got yeah, a slight delay here as as yeah you're, you were breaking up there so I was just trying to, to catch up with what you're saying um so yeah it's it's uh, as a coach, you know, you like in the warm up, you're assessing people as they're going, you know, through like, you know, how they're feeling, how they're doing. Uh, so you're always kind of, um, you know, being alert and, and aware and making observations of, you know, how people are, are feeling that day. Uh, you know, and it's always so funny because in, in while you were talking it made me think about, you know, how many times have, have we, you, you know, you and I, uh, you know, demonstrated something like doing a workout and like people do something entirely different. They're like, wait, yeah. you got that out of that. It's like, it's so funny because like, how can you perceive what I did? Is that, is that, it's like, ah, you know, so, okay, let's take it back. Like, you know, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, and that's just movement, but, uh, right? Yeah. Like let alone words. Yeah. That's just, so <laughs> if, if someone can watch you, take a kettlebell and pull it completely over your head and perceive that as just to bring it to shoulder height. Well, it's like, like you're missing out like a whole giant arm's length range of motion. So now if you tie it back to like words, you know, like maybe you're in a, especially now these days, uh, I don't know how it is where you guys are, but we have to coach wearing masks and our athletes have to mm. wear masks right now. So that takes out a yep. big communication component of seeing your lips move a certain way so now you might like just yeah. make a make a joke or or something like that or make a comment <laughs> towards someone and and they may perceive that totally the wrong way you know so so if someone can perceive a movement yeah. that is happening right in front of their eyes where they see you bring a bell up over your head yeah and they perceive it as something else then they can certainly have a big disconnect with your words and that's why you have to it's almost like um i know you probably do this while you're talking, you're thinking almost a full sentence or two ahead. Like, uh, so it's like, uh, it's like you're reading a script in your head yeah. and you mm -hmm. might say the sky is blue while in the back mm -hmm. of your head, you're thinking about there's five cows out in the field and the grass is tall today. So it's like, it's, it's funny how, like, once you get yeah. a flow of speaking, you know, exactly <laughs> what the next couple things down the road are going to be, especially if you're leading a class and you're teaching, let's say a kettlebell progression you know the whole script and you can just kind of go on autopilot. Well, you got to think like, how will people perceive this if I add something new or maybe almost like check yourself in advance on like, well, maybe, you know, like uh, yeah. I'll just, I'll just say the cow. I won't say like the purple cow. Cause now if I say the purple cow, just out of fun, someone might get hung up on that and be like, wait a minute, there are no purple cows. And now next thing they've missed the whole message. So I guess it comes yeah. down to like making sure your message is clear and effective and the way to make that happen is to have it be the simplest message possible because you have to realize when people come yeah. to see you or are listening to you even on a sunday you know uh in your congregation it, it's still they still just did a whole work week 
right? It still might be tired. They still might have been fighting with the mm-hmm. kids to get them in the car. Maybe they skipped breakfast. So you have to be able to be an effective communicator uh, and just say, yep. we're going from A to B <laughs> instead yeah. of saying we're going from A to Z to B and people are confused. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's, there's so many instances, you know, whether you're, you're training in a group and people only hear 10% of what you say, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, with, whether they're actively listening and how they're, like you said, they're perceiving and how they're going to act, you know, depend, depending on how they, how they interpret you, you know? Um, so for me as a, as a coach and as a, as a pastor and a, and a, you know, a leader is that, you know, trying to make things as simple as possible, um, for, you know, to make it, you know, to apply things that I know are going to work, um, and to make it, uh, as accessible as I can. Um, you know, my wife and I, we, we, you know, when we, when we do our Sunday messages, you know, it's all about how we can apply what we know from scripture to our daily lives, because that's, you know, that's going to, you know, the, the action the takeaway that we want people to have. Um, and so whether or not, you know, people actually do that and they, they get the most out of that from that. I mean, um, we, from the feedback that we get, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it seems to be working well. So we, we've been doing it for, you know, 10 years now, so it seems to be working. Um, and you know, so the same thing with fitness, it's, you know, uh, you can always improve as a presenter and, uh, uh, and as a whiteboard pilot here, you know, does that kind of, you know, a couple of cues, does that, does that sound like it should, or, uh, is that coming across the right way? So always analyzing yourself, um, so that you can be the most effective, um, and kind of, you know, cause, cause you do want to have your own style. You do want to have your own, um, a way of saying things, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and putting yourself out there in a way that, you know, people can, can digest and understand, uh, you know, I think is, is so important. Um, so, and that's just a matter of, you know, refining your own craft, you know, and pursuing that, uh, actively and doing it, you know, continually. Um, so, yeah. And realizing that, you know, uh, if, while you're speaking, some people might be thinking, you know, like, I wonder what's for dinner today, or, you know, like, did I submit that project, you know, that was due? So they, they yep. may like tune in and out based off of, you know, what, what you're saying. And so it's always good too, to ask questions, you know, like, like, does everyone understand this? Uh, or maybe like a little rehash, like, Hey, the workout today is uh, our goal is to finish it between 15 and 25 minutes. And then you go over everything mm-hmm. else. And then you ask the group, how long should this workout take? And then some people aren't going to answer because they weren't paying attention and they don't know. Uh, But then there's going to be one person. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to be one person in the group that says, Oh, we're trying to get it done 15, 25 minutes. And then now that lets now everyone definitely knows because I find when I ask questions, you put people on the spot without putting them on the spot. Like you're not embarrassing them because you're asking it to the group. Yep. And then they're like, Oh crap, I wasn't paying attention to that but then they get the answer. And so now we're all on the same page again. So it's just that tact of, okay, I'm going to give you the information. I understand not all of you are paying attention. So we're going to circle back to like the most (laughs) important thing for today that you definitely need to know. And we'll iron it all out as we 
continue to have a discussion throughout the rest of the class while we prep for this workout, while we're warming up skills and doing practice rounds, things like that. So it's, um, and, and it's, it's probably with anything, you know, like, like when you're in your congregation, you know, giving a sermon or your, your wife is, you know, like you guys probably ask questions and those questions might just be to have people just think deeper on something, you know, like, uh, uh on, on whatever the topic may be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and to, I'll tell you a funny story. It's, um, one of the uh, classes that we used to teach um, uh, at my other job um, was it was a, a basic circuit class of, you know, going between treadmills and, and free weights. And so we'd have a group of, this is all, you know, pre COVID though, what we would do is we'd have, you know, people, people be on a treadmill, you know, go for say, you know, 90 seconds on a treadmill. And then we would call them out to a station with a number uh, that had a certain exercise and there'd be 12 stations and uh, we would, you know, have them do the exercise for, let's say, a minute. And before we have them do the workout, you know, the instructor would lead everyone through uh, a demonstration of all the exercises. And so, and even though, like, in the description, like, in the booklet that we have for people to, to read and everything, you know, to have some experience, you know, training and stuff like that, you know, like, no one's going to remember 12 stations all at once, you know, so when they actually go do the exercises, we have, you know, 12 people asking us, you know, what is this again? Or, you know, they're not actively paying attention. So it's like, you know, you have to constantly remind people, uh, you know, how to, how to do things because it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's actively, um, you know, listening and, and really paying attention, whether they have experience, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. And I think, you know, in the, in the setting of, you know, the church, uh, you know, we have, you know, sermons on Sunday, which where, you know, you have a teaching of, you know, a certain scripture and there's, there's different types of sermons and, and ways that we can deliver, uh, the message to the congregation. Um, but then there's also Bible studies throughout the week, you know, which that's where you would have, um, you know, all different types of, groups where they would kind of di dissect and kind of study, you know, God's word. And so, um, that is, uh, where you can kind of ask more questions and usually the person leading it will make, will maybe will have some sort of, you know, answers or, you know, someone in the group can have another answer and that there's a lot more, uh, interchange of dialogue, uh, in the group rather than just, you know, a, a sermon and then a congregation. Cause usually in a sermon, like, you know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ask questions, but in a, like a Bible study setting, um, you will, you'll have that open dialogue. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, it's, it's so important to get plugged in, uh, for a church, you know, like once you find a, a church that you connect with and you feel, um, connected to, and there, there is no perfect church, you know, <laughs> It's, 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 uh, you know, you find one that is, um, of course, you know, that follows Christ, but, um, you know, once you get, you get plugged into one, you know, it's not, then you want to kind of put yourself out there into going into groups and kind of, you know, seeing, um, uh, how you can develop your faith, you know, through these groups and through fellowship, you know, and like the gym, you know, you can have, uh, you know, you can go into the gym and, and do your own thing, which is, is, is important because we need to have, you know, the, the mental fortitude and toughness to do things ourselves. 
but also, you know, how cool is it, you know, when you can do a group fitness class with other people to have that accountability, you know, you can do things with a partner, like, you know, when you have training partners that do things with you, you know, um, so very similarly, like the church, you know, you have people that you share uh, your experience, your spirituality with, um, and have that fellowship um, in that church setting, but also in the gym, you can have that as well, you know, training and, and you know, um, getting, um, you know, stronger, fitter, you know, um, and working towards your goals, you know, and having that, that partnership is, is just, a, is, is really cool too. So, yeah. Now, uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there who like to train on their own and some people eventually, mm -hmm. you know, will, will learn training and then, you know, they're like, all right, I don't want to be in the group class anymore. Uh, I like the peace and tranquility of doing it on my own, on my own schedule, or, I, or maybe I'm just not comfortable being around people yep. period, you know, so they're a little more mm -hmm. self-sustainable. And to some extent, the goal is to get a lot of people who come in to be able to do it on their own. So they're not beholden to you mm -hmm. and they can really take full ownership of their health and fitness. Does it work that way with, with religion? You know, I mean, I, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I don't go to church regularly at all. Mm -hmm. So, but mm -hmm. it's like, and, and some people will get on me about that. It's like, well, you have mm -hmm. to go, have to go. But like, uh, is it, is it acceptable in the, the grand scheme of, of what the thoughts are in religions that you could just do it on your own? Like you can still have a relationship with, with Christ and God and, and you can be spiritual, but like you, you, it's, you're just not into going to the building and being around the other people. Like, is that like, what, what, what is that correct? Incorrect? Because uh, a lot of people I've talked uh, to make it seem like it's uh that's a bad thing. It doesn't count if you don't go on Sunday at this specified time, <laughs> etc. Well, there yeah, there's a lot to this question. You know, it well, Christ. You know, the church is the people. You know, the church is is you know Christ. You know, he moves in his ministry. You know, all uh, uh you know. He, he moved around he took his disciples with him. So he, you know, he was the church and he wasn't in any particular building. Um, but, you know, there's, you definitely want to have a component of solitude where you have a deep relationship and you're developing your own faith. And um, that needs to happen. But at the same token, you also, we're not created to, to be alone. We're not created uh, you know, just to do it alone, because if you were solely going to do it on your own, um, you know, you have to kind of rely on your own, uh, strength to do that. Like you have to, you have to motivate yourself to kind of like, okay, I have to do, you know, but the, the church is there to help provide that support and fellowship so that you, you can stay connected. Um, you know, you have to stay connected to the vine, so to speak. And that's, I mean, obviously that, you know, Christ was talking about that with, you know, obviously staying connected to him that, you know, saying the, us being, you know, the saying uh, connected to the vine isn't just uh, us with him, but also to the church. Um, and it is important that we do have a home church. Um, but like I said, you know, not every single church or not, uh, no church is perfect. Um, but also you shouldn't all have to rely just on the church only for your spiritual health, you know, it's about what you do during the week in between. If you're only relying on Sundays, you know, for your, your spiritual food, 
then, you know, it's like, if you only ate once a week, <laughs> you're not going to be very healthy. It's like, you get just like, you know, how we, uh, you know, the nourishment to our bodies from, that we get from food is, you know, like scripture, like to us that we want to continually get every single day. So there's that component of, you know, developing yourself with God by, you know, uh, you know, on your own, but also the, the, the Sundays and being connected to the church is, you know, an important aspect as well. So it's like two, two, two sides of the same coin, you know, of your faith. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, cause I know I I've, I've met that, quite a few people who like, you know, uh, during the week, maybe they don't make the best decisions, but they always on Sunday, they go to church mm -hmm. and then maybe someone else makes yep. better decisions and lives their life in a, a, a spiritual or a pure way. They're kind to others and they don't go on Sunday. Mm -hmm. That person who goes on Sundays, well, I got the points. I'm better than you. Like if it's like, it's like they get a clean slate on Sunday, but, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, no, I don't know about that. You know, like, uh, uh it's like, uh, it's, it's almost like that, that game of where like, I got back to home base or I got back to the wall and I'm touching the wall. So I'm safe, but you're not, even though you're not out there pushing people, you know, uh, uh on the playground. So it's, it kind of seems mm -hmm. like interesting yeah. how right. people will flip it around. Right. And, and then in that turn, it kind of seems like, well, you're, yes, you're going, but you're almost going against the tenets because like you're, you're putting yourself as more righteous than others just because you go but other people are living, you know, lives where they have compassion and empathy and they're in service of others. And, you know, they, they, they go about their life a certain way and they feel that, all right, I don't need to go to get that clean reset every week because this is just how we live our lives. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, unfortunately, like, you know, you have people in Dakota church that, uh, that, that are not Christians, you know, the people that they go through that, um, that unfortunately that, that they're not, they don't have that relationship with God. You know, um, my prayer is that people that do go to church, that they do experience him. Um, but it's, a, it's a matter of your heart, you know, it's a matter of, uh, where your heart is. Like, like you said, you know, you may not, you may know people that don't go to church, but they do have a relationship with Christ and that's so important. Um, and that's, you know, that's a vital for, for their spiritual health. Um, but in scripture, you know, it is biblical to, you know, we want to be connected to the body. Um, we want to be connected to others, you know, whether that's just going to a simple Bible study or that is going on Sunday. Um, so I, I think that finding the right church uh, for you, you know, and there's, I mean, there, there's so many different denominations or so many different, um, you know, ways that we can, you know, different denominations of, of Christianity, but it all comes back to, you know, the one person it comes back to Christ and how, you know, following him and what he said, what his teachings are. So, um, I think that you have to, again, analyze your heart where it's at. Um, and our, and if you're so focused on other people while you go to church, like you're not really there for the right reasons, you know, you, you, you don't, and you don't have to clean yourself up to go to church. You go to church to get yourself cleaned up. You know, you it's God loves us as, you know, in, in our brokenness, he, 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 it's where, you know, he, we become transformed, you know, and by going to church, we, 
you know, are acknowledging, you know, him and having reverence for that. It's, uh, for me, it's also a commitment to, um, you know, share my faith and to, um, express my faith, you know, by, by going to church, you know, I want to go to church. Um, so it is, uh, they, they really need to connect together. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's a tough thing because, you know, there, like I said, there's so many different churches and even though there may be some things that, uh, you may not always agree with in the church and that's okay. Um, but there are, there are, there are certainly essential things and non-essential things that, um, you know, you can disagree upon, but, you know, the maybe one thing, more, number one thing is that you want to be seeking a Bible you know, teaching church, um, you know, as you know, the, the Bible is kind of the filter, you know, if you, and you believe in that, you know, the scripture is um, the, uh, you know, the unaffected word of God, how he influenced people to write it so that, you know, we can enjoy it and, and, and you know, take it for, for what it is. Um, and that, and that, that's the truth and, and seeking that. Um, and so then when are, you get are there some churches that don't, uh, use the Bible. Like, so like, if that's the, the filter, uh, what, what, are, what's the other variation that might be out there? Well, there's, you have a lot of different doctrines that interpret the scriptures differently. You know, if you have, um, you know, for instance, let's say, um, if we're getting into like, you know, say once you become saved, you know, we, 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 you know, the, the Holy spirit, you know, is, is coming within us. And that he, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And some churches may have the belief that, you know, in order for there to be a manifestation of that, the Holy Spirit, you know, showing in you, you have to have like the speaking of tongues or um, something like that, or in other churches that that doesn't happen, you know, and scripture isn't really exactly sure. Um, And what I've learned is that, you know, where the Bible is silent on a certain subject, you know, we should be silent. Um, so there are different doctrines that, uh, that, you know, then you get into like legalistic, uh, type of churches that, you know, that can take a, take a scripture and maybe bring it out of context or, uh, and interpret it a different way. Um, I like that where, so, uh, where the Bible is silent on it, people should probably be silent on it. Cause otherwise now yeah. you're adding to that, that word but you don't yeah. have really the authority to do that. It's and now it, now it turns into complete opinion. And then you have to look into, well, of course we're biased human beings who have our own self-interest mm-hmm. at, at the heart of yep. a lot of things. So now it's like, well, why did you add that in? Oh, well, what does this do for you? And is that the best for your community? So that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. It's scriptural. I mean, it's, it says, you know, you can't add or take away, you know, and that and that's considered a sin against God, you know, so we have to be very careful of having our own influence, right? And so being aware of, you know, how we um, preach it, how we, you know, you know, preachers and, and, and pastors, you know, we, and leaders, you know, in the church, you know, we're, we are, we have a lot more responsibility. We have, you know, like I said, any leadership position, they, we're under a microscope. And so we're, you know, we're held to a, a different standard. So we have to make sure that what we're teaching uh, is, you know, biblical and it's, and it's God ordained, you know, and, and so, and that's one thing that Caitlin, my wife, Caitlin and I always say is, you know, 
no, it doesn't matter who you listen to, you know, any person, you know, you always want to take, even if it's us, like you always want to take what we're saying and, you know, and put it through the filter, what God says, you know, go back to the, go back to the Bible and say, okay, uh, is this true? Is it not true? Is that, you know, is it our interpretation, you know? And so we've had people, you know, question, um, you know, the, not the, not question in a bad way, but like want to get more, gain more understanding, um, over the years and like, okay, so if this is what you're saying, like, this is how we can interpret it. And so, um, like you said, you know, when, when the Bible silent on certain subjects, then we're silent. So, um, but I, I also just, you know, wanted to say that for, for me and, and for us, you know, Christ came not to condemn the world. You know, he came to save it and he, you know, to have love and compassion. Um, and he cares for people and he, you know, there's no greater, you know, um, there's no greater love than, than the, than the one who lays his life down for his friends. And for me, like, you know, giving my honoring God and honoring him with my life as much as I can so that, you know, for what he did on the cross for me, um, you know, that's, that's, and I'm always humbled by that. Uh, and I was, you know, I always bring that, that's like the cornerstone of my faith is, is like, you know, bring it always back to the cross and, um, and believing in, in, you know, who he is and what he's done. So, um, and a lot of, you know, sermons, things that, that kind of go, you know, that may take you away from, uh, your, the, the, the foundation, you know, you have to always just kind of be not skeptical, but you always got to be careful of, you know, um, where it's going, where the preacher is going or, you know, the message of the lesson. So, um but yeah it's it's and it, it's a lifetime of study and practice and um you know an experience yeah now for someone listening you know they're like okay uh, i want to know more i want to talk to jesse more i want to work with him i want to see what you know iron and faith fitness is all about uh is it a subscription service uh, uh do they pay at all uh, how does someone get involved if they want this to be their mm -hmm. workout program, you know, and they want to learn more from you from in fitness and spirituality. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into like what the program looks like too. Like what is a week? Like if I was signing up and I'm like, all right, Jesse, let's start training. What does a week uh, of training kind of look like too? So right now um, I, I, um, I don't have uh, a website or anything that uh, is is up yet for people to to kind of get that information. But I'm only through social media. I'm through Facebook and through uh, Instagram. Um, so yeah, it's not a so right now. Is if if anybody's coming to me that wants you know spiritual help or um, you know or guidance or, or general information we can definitely you know work on a case-by-case -case basis uh before i have something more substantial out um i'm working on that right now i'm actually uh uh my um, work day I'm, I'm putting together my website i'm um working on that um so in terms of uh you know if someone comes to me and we're like okay we're gonna you know talk about a program it all kind of goes back to you know your goals and what you want to accomplish um and so for me, I, I think that, uh, you know, like we've talked about before, the act of listening and making sure that, you know, when someone comes to me, like, you know, understanding what they want, 
you know, being realistic with expectations and kind of, you know, uh, going over a, a basic program, um, you know, and just starting, you know, it all depends on where they're at. You know, like we said, just like in regular personal training um, session, you know, their training history, their injuries, uh, what they're looking to get out of it, um, long-term goals, uh, and their why, you know, their, the why is, you know, one of the most important because, you know, your, your why has to be stronger or more, um, it, it, your why has to be uh, stronger than your, your, your excuses. You know, it has to be stronger than anything that you can kind of, you know, uh, use to get away from it. You know, it's, it, your why, it's like your purpose. Um, I like so that. Your why has to be stronger than your excuses. Yeah. That you got to put that in the back of a t-shirt, Jesse. <laughs> yeah I, I you know i there are so many people and so uh coaches and and uh you know as i've been talking like you know thinking about oh this coach said this and this coach so it's it's like i i i you know want to uh i i stand on, on the shoulders of giants you know and i and i'm only um you know, in the position, you know, because, you know, I, I thank God that he gave me this position that I'm in and, and the people that have in my life that, I, that have invested in me. So I, I am grateful for them. Um, and even yourself as well, you know, like I know that when, when we met, you know, I know that you did, I could tell that just by meeting you and, and talking to you in the first couple of minutes that you had, you had done your due, 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 due diligence. Um, and, uh, you know, that, and that, that was definitely a huge inspiration, um, for Caleb too, because I know that he was, uh, you know, looking for a coach to help him with, you know, you know, starting his journey with the gym. And, um, so it also goes to show you that, you know, doing your due, due diligence, uh, you know, is gonna, is gonna impart on others, you know, um, but uh, a general program, you know, uh, for someone training with me, again, it goes back to the goals, um, I always, you know, kind of look at, you know, times, uh, restraints, things that, you know, how, what goals you want to accomplish and what, you know, how much are you willing to put forth into that and be realistic about that. Um, and just, you know, having the honest conversation, like, okay, I'm investing in you. You also have to, you know, uh, put forth the best effort because, you know, we could, we could be the best trainers in the world, but if someone's not willing to put in the work, and to honestly make a, an, uh, uh, an effort, you know, it's, it's, we can, we can't, there's only so much we can do, you know, and, uh, even in Christ, you know, he, he came and he, you know, did it, did he, you know, tried to, you know, make people believe in who he was and, you know, he, uh, you know, faced, uh, you know, opposition, you know, and so, and not everyone believed. So, or, so, um, you know, it's, it's the person that's coming, you know, they, they have to want to change. They have to want to, uh, seek that out for themselves and, and be honest and true, uh, with their decision. Well, that, that's great. So in individual basis, uh, reach out to Jesse, you know, we'll talk about where they can contact you here in a second and, uh, set the goals and start working. I know on your Instagram and on your Facebook, you post videos frequently with just drills and ideas for fitness uh, and health. So that would be a great resource for people to check out as well. Uh, 
one last question I've got for you before we go into all that. I noticed uh, on your logo, mm-hmm. it's a kettlebell, sure. which I understand the kettlebell, uh, but there's also a lion. So where does this lion yep. face come from uh, yep. and how does that fit into the whole thing? Well, um, Christ is also known as the Lion of Judah. And so that was kind of my um, way, you know, symbolically, what did I, how am I going to, um, you know, kind of visually put those two things together. Um, and I had gone, through, I think I, I, well, I got that logo. I, I went through um, someone on the, the, the Fiverr app um, who did it for me. Excuse me. And uh, so I thought that was, and, and I play with different logos and different things that, uh, you know, how am I going to visually display those two things together? And for me, like, I, you know, kettlebell training is definitely a staple in my life. You know, it, um, and I, cause I love, I love training with kettlebells are one of my favorite, you know, pieces of equipment. And, you know, I, obviously with the kettlebell, you can, that style of kettlebell, anyway, you can have a lot of, um, a lot of space that you could do things in. So the, the line was a perfect, uh, addition that I wanted to throw in there. And, you know, the color scheme of like the, you know, the silver and then the gold, obviously, you know, just, you know, knowing that that, you know, in reference to Christ. So that was just, you know, just subtle ways that I can, you know, put that in there. Oh, I think that's really cool. Like, I mean, I didn't know. Um, so the, the line of, of Judah, what, 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 what is that, that story? I've, I've literally never heard this before. So that's interesting. Yeah. So in scripture, um, you know, there, there are different essential names that refer to Christ all, you know, all throughout, um, the, you know, the Bible. And so he's just referred to one as the lion of Judah, um, and, you know, coming for, for, you know, the savior of Israel. And so, um, you know, that was just, you know, what, I was thinking, what other, what animal could I use? You know, and then the lion was perfect. And, and then when I was on Fiverr, I, I um, saw all, the, all these different ones. Like, oh, a lion would be kind of cool, like Lion of Judah. And and I I had used other um, other things. Like I tried, you know, using a um, you know a crown of thorns. I think you know, but I didn't also didn't want it to um, you know. It was it was just a, a process of you know, figuring out what the right uh using the right things so yeah but he's he's a brief um so yeah so i can give it to you where it's from awesome now uh jesse any final thoughts any final words of wisdom for the listener and it can be on training it can be on religion it could be a combo Anything you want to leave the listener with to take on for the rest of their day? Uh, yeah, I would say wherever you are, and you know, uh, whether it's in fitness or in your in faith, you know, um, just start small. You know, s- start inquiring about, um, you know, if it's leading a healthier life. You know, what that would mean for you to make real, real change. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's sustainable. And I mean, there's so much stuff out there that can kind of, you know, cloud our, our, our judgment on what we think, you know, training is, or what we think spirituality is. And, um, 
but you know, for people looking for fitness advice or, you know, definitely seek out a qualified trainer, um, you know, ask, have a good list of questions to ask them, you know, so that, uh, you know, like, like we were talking about that depth of knowledge and that they have experience, you know, who they trained and what they were, you know, um, and so having a a kind of a plan for like what you're going to do, uh, going forth, you know, for your change and for your transformation and how you see yourself further down the road. Um, and for your journey, it's like, you got to visualize that, um, and see where you want to go. Um, cause without, without vision, the people perish, you know, it's like, we have to have that vision of where we want to go. Um, so seeking out a qualified trainer, um, the same thing for, you know, if you're, if you're, not a Christ follower, you know, um, if you just want to know more about Christ, you know, start with scripture. Um, and it's, it's almost like, because the Bible is 66 books, it's a library, it's not one book. And so I would say, you know, some simple ways to start is, you know, always start the new Testament or, um, you know, Romans or anything that, uh, apostle Paul wrote, uh, is really, really good. Um, or even just simple uh, sayings and Pro- the book of Proverbs, because those are wise sayings that you could just meditate on, you know, for the day. Um, and they're just, you know, one or two verses. They don't have to be full chapters. Um, but, you know, just small steps. And every little step is, uh, you know, one step closer towards your goals, one step closer to getting stronger in your faith and in your fitness. Uh, and, um, you know, and he'll so you know and if you're reaching up to God and God's and you're drawing near to Him, He's going to make Himself known to you. And I, I truly believe that. And I've seen that uh, multiple times in my ministry, multiple times in uh, outreach. You know, um, and uh, it's uh, it's always amazing to watch. You know, God's power and how He's transformed people just by simply. You know, if we if we have enough faith of a mustard seed, you know, we can move mountains. So. Um, and uh, it's, it's just, you know, you, you just got to be open and, and honest and want to want to seek the truth. Awesome. Be open and honest and seek the truth and educate yourself and uh, pursue things, pursue things in life that are worth having. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what are the specific channels that people can go to to follow you and to contact you? So yeah, I'll give you a few different outlets. You can obviously uh, find me on Facebook uh, at Iron, yeah, Iron and Faith Fitness. Um, you'll you'll see the logo um, on the on the banner. You'll see a uh, picture of me with two kettlebells um, as the current picture. Um, so Facebook is one. Instagram is another. Same thing. Um, I also have my YouTube channel, so you can look that up. I have uh, about four videos right now, um, and so I I also wanted to. Um, yeah, so this coming week, I'm going to be starting a uh, fundamentals um, uh, kind of uh, program where um, I'm going, going, to be going, going to be going over some essential things for different pieces of equipment. Uh, so usually these are going to be live uh, Facebook sessions um, that I'm going to go over like how to use kettlebells, how to use dumbbells, bar, um, uh, you know, suspension straps or Olympic rings. Um, so like at home stuff that people can do, uh, so I'll be starting that, uh, starting next week. So, and this is where people can, you know, of course, with the live feed, people can ask questions. Um, and so I don't have the, the day and time yet, but it's 
definitely going to be starting next week and uh, I'll, I can send you all the information uh, from there. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Send me the info. I'll post it in the show notes. Uh, make sure you follow Iron and Faith Fitness on Instagram and Facebook, especially Facebook, since there'll be those live feeds and YouTube. And uh, I, do live feeds, do they save? Like, will they be, will it be able to be there if someone misses it? Do you know? Uh, yes, I do believe the live feeds do save. Um, so again, if people have questions, um, you know, or, or go back and watch where, you know, if you had a question, you can always, you know, put it in afterwards. Um, so yeah, I think that's, the, that's how it works. And, um, so it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. So I'm, 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 I'm really excited. And, uh, oh, I, and just in case if anybody uh, wants to know more about my wife and my, uh, our other ministry, our outreach, uh, you can look up the Berkshire Dream Center. Um, and if you just Google that or BerkshireDreamCenter.org, um, you know, we have tons of stuff, you know, to, um, you can connect to and, and see what's going on with us. Um, you know, we've got fundraisers and things like that, that we're doing to give back to the community. Um, so, or, uh, we're also in the process of um, finalizing our soup kitchen. So we're going to be doing that hopefully um, soon this year uh, or next year. <laughs> the, the, all the renovations have been done and where we are, it's just a matter of the finalizing. So we don't know exactly when we're going to open, but um, we're, we're doing some more fundraising for that. So um, that's definitely a way to, uh, to get connected to. Yeah. Awesome. Send me that link too. I'll put that in the show notes. And that's, that's amazing. You're starting up a, a soup kitchen. So that just add that to the list of things yep. that you have to manage in your day. You're, <laughs> you got so many projects going on, but that's great. You know, you might as well be busy and, and enjoy life and do as much as you can, especially for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely also want to just say that, you know, without um, the, the volunteers that the people that we have, the leaders that we have, we would not be where we are. You know, I mean, we have such an amazing crew, uh, volunteers and people um, that, that work with us, you know, week in, week out, day in and day out, you know, they work um, so hard for us and, you know, they're, they're, they're leaders in their own right. And they're li living out their faith. Um, you know, and they're, uh, and without them, we would, you know, uh, not be where we are. So I have to give thanks uh, to them uh, for that. So they're making things like the 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 um, soup kitchen possible. So uh, it's all because of them. So that's that's fantastic. And hey, Jesse, maybe the another thing you have to add to your to do list is the Iron and Faith podcast. someday uh, get get that going, you know, and uh, you know, put up some shows and. <laughs> educate people on you know more fitness and health and nutrition stuff but also the spirituality side which is i i don't know of many podcasts that link both together so that might be something that there's mm -hmm. certainly people out there that would be interested in and that might open the door to either someone changing their life or new opportunities which is never a bad thing yeah absolutely and uh you know being out to have opportunities like this you know to come on your podcast you know it's just it's an amazing night and i'm so grateful and blessed and you know honored that you you, you asked me to be on it um so uh yeah and it's something i thought about for sure so uh yeah awesome. I'll, I'll have to get on that yeah definitely well jesse thank you so much for coming on 
Uh, Caleb, I hope you enjoyed the show. Like we know that you're you're still listening. So uh, see, nothing bad was said about you, which uh, that's probably <laughs> it's probably why he was listening. He's like they're going to talk about me any second now. I know it, but it was only good things. <laughs> only good things. So uh, thank you yeah, everybody uh, for listening. Oh yeah, the next the, the the next time I'm on, I'll have, I'll have to kind of you know share another uh you know story and how he teased me <laughs> there, there we go there we go we'll make him sweat it out a little bit as he what yeah. ponders what you might possibly bring up <laughs> yeah well jesse thank you again for coming on thank you everybody for listening uh we'll we'll talk again very very soon awesome yeah thank you everybody for listening uh, again it's my pleasure uh, being on here thank you james you know for the invitation session um again i'm honored and, and blessed by it